Welcome back to the Shit You Don't Learn in School podcast. This is Calvin Rosser. You can find me at Calvin underscore Rosser on Twitter. And this is Steph Smith. You can find me at Steph Smith IO on Twitter. Awesome. So today we're going to talk about sleep. I'm not sure where this conversation is going to go, but as we get older, uh, sleep has definitely become something that's more important on my mind, both for longevity and how I feel and maintaining energy levels. And I just want to talk about some of the different ways in, in which we're approaching that and some of our weird sleep ticks as well. So hopefully it's fun. Yeah. So to jump in, I think one interesting aspect of sleep is that when you think about you have 24 hours a day and every single day, most people are getting somewhere between like six to eight hours throughout their lifetime. And so it's, it's like safe such to say a, it's a third of your life. Yeah, exactly. It's such a significant part of your life. And you see people like growth hacking or optimizing their job, even sometimes their hobbies their businesses, like all the stuff that they do in the day. And then they just ignore this aspect of their life, which is so significant. Yeah, I feel you. I mean, I have not paid much attention to sleep for a long time and I've definitely gone through periods where I call them, I'm having existential palpitations, but basically when I'm, you know, feeling quite existential, like what is the meaning of life or something's not going well, I wake up at like 4am. Sometimes I only get five to six hours of sleep and I'm definitely not feeling good. And so something I'm trying to figure out is, you know, how can I get seven to eight hours of sleep consistently And, you know, what is that going to do for my quality of life on a day-to-day basis, but also in the long run? One of the things that I did this year uh, was I started using an aura ring, which is just uh, a little ring that sits on your finger and it tracks basic sleep metrics. So uh, what's your heart rate? How long are you sleeping? How well are you recovering? It's actually quite good and I've enjoyed it. A A few of the takeaways I have is, well, one of them is just drinking impacts the quality of your sleep. This is Probably something that's really obvious, but every single night I drink, even if it's just a little bit, my heart rate goes up and my recovery goes down. And sometimes that happens for a couple of days. And it's just made me a lot more cognizant of, hey, if I'm going to go out and drink alcohol, like there's going to be repercussions here. I don't feel as good the next day. Everyone's familiar with the hangover and stuff like this, but my body's not recovering. So if I did a workout, I'm, I'm not recovering as well. I'm more sluggish. And that has all kinds of you know, different ramifications for your life. So that's made me think more about that. The other key takeaway with the aura ring, which I don't know if I'd recommend or, or not recommend, but is I have on the days where I don't sleep very much, I get quite anxious. And sometimes the aura ring can actually help with my anxiety by, you know, showing me sometimes I feel like I slept like four hours, but it was actually six or six and a half. And that alone just makes me kind of feel better about that and just puts me on a better baseline of what is it that I need? And it seems for me that I need somewhere between uh, seven hours and eight hours. It's, it's closer to the seven and a half mark. And that, that works for me. Yeah. One of the things that I find, or I found really interesting about a book, why we sleep, have you read it? Have not read that book. It's obviously quite popular. Yeah. So I actually haven't finished it, but one of the things did that you I audio found book really... or did you read it? audiobook. Yes. And I haven't finished it. (laughs) But one of the things I found interesting about sleep, and I think this also applies to alcohol to some extent, is just we often think that we have a good understanding of like if we had enough sleep or not and if we're recharged. But in the book, they talk about how that's not actually the case, how they would do experiments. And basically, I don't remember the exact metrics, but they would make sure people had eight hours of sleep or like six hours of sleep or, or some reduced amount of sleep. And the people who had a reduced amount of sleep felt like they were just awa- just as alert and awake. And they said that they weren't very tired or that they could drive and things like this. And the reality was that they couldn't, right? But we, we often think that we're 
I guess the, the point is that we often think that we can ascertain if we've had enough sleep or not and if we're functioning or not. And that's actually not the case. And that's what I think is really interesting about things like the aura ring, or I recently got an Apple watch um, because you actually can get some, some more accurate data. That's not just based on your like vague feeling. Yeah. I feel you on that. I mean, one of the ideas that comes to mind is if you don't get enough sleep when you're driving, it's almost like you're driving drunk and yeah. it's hard to kind of appreciate that. And I know I would never drive drunk, but I've definitely drove driven sleep deprived. And if they're equivalent, then, you know, that's definitely not good. Another thing with just sleep that I've noticed is I, if I get less than seven hours, I do not function very well. And that makes me more irritable at work. It makes me kind of less resilient. It makes me less motivated to go exercise there's just all of these downstream effects where basically if I don't get enough sleep, my quality of my relationships goes down and my productivity goes down and my ability to just like work on my goals and, and be enthused and all of that goes down as well. And I'm just really starting to pay attention to that because if I could just keep more uh, consistent energy throughout the day, I think I would just be an overall happier person and just a more pleasant person uh, to be around. So what are some of the ways that you're like, you're getting this data through your aura ring and you're trying to improve your sleep. Are there any specific things that you've changed in your life to try to get better sleep? The things that I've tried so far that work, I mean, one is just a wind down routine. I'm not perfect with this, but if I can meditate or drink some tea or just signal to my body that it's time to sleep, that helps. Not being on screens super late at night, I'm terrible at that, but that's another one that uh, definitely hurts my sleep. And then I think things like uh, eating right before bed is, I've noticed that you know, I don't get the same quality of sleep or just even exercising close to bed as well. There's all these like little things. The biggest thing though, right now is just tracking it and being accountable. I look at it on a weekly basis. I say, did I hit my seven hour mark? And if I didn't, you know, what am I doing? Like, what do I need to change about my life? For me, the big one is it's definitely drinking alcohol. Like that, that is the number one kind of contributor to why I don't get enough sleep. And I actually have a problem of, you know, if I go to bed at 12, I still wake up at six or seven. So I need to be mindful of, of when I'm going to bed. Like, are you able to sleep in? I've just, I've never been able to sleep in as an adult. You know, I wish I could resonate with you, but <laughs> I've actually always had a, like an oddly easy time sleeping where, and I think I get this, got this from my mom because she can fall asleep anywhere. And I also can fall asleep anywhere, but that also permeates into, I can sleep in <laughs> to like any length of time. Even if, you know, I hear people all the time say like, you know, they they woke up in the middle of the night and they couldn't get back to sleep. That has never happened to me <laughs> in my life. But I also think I have a mild form of narcolepsy. So, you know, it, it spans both ways. I do think it's nice that I never have trouble sleeping. But then I also think I, I require more sleep than the average person. Right. Like how much are you sleeping every night? I mean, now that I'm tracking it, it's funny. I've only tracked it a couple of days now, but even like the first day, you know, you get back your, your sleep metric and it's like, you are 33% over your goal <laughs> or something like that. Cause I guess I'd slept like 10 hours or something, but yeah, I think I get at least, I'd say I average around nine hours of sleep every day. What about your relationship with napping? So I, I historically have struggled to nap. That's another way to just get some more sleep in the day. I also generally like lose energy right around noon until about three. And so during that time, I'm not as productive and I often will like step away or exercise or something. There was this one awesome thing and unfortunately I lost it, but they're called binaural beats and they're little waves, like wavelengths that kind of put your brain in a relaxed state. There was this 30 minute track that I was able to listen to and I didn't quite go to sleep, 
but it relaxed my brain and my body in a way where I felt like I had just gotten two hours of sleep. I probably should just go figure out how to find one of those again, because I was doing that for a while and that was helping a ton. Yeah. So I've never struggled to nap, but what I have done is like, I really struggle to take short naps, but I think it's because I, I don't know why this might be, but I require again, a lot of sleep. And once I get into a sleeping state, it's very, very hard for me to get out of it. <laughs> and I like, I've never woken up where I feel like, Oh, like I'm ready for the day. And the same thing is true. Like after a nap, I never nap and feel like, Oh, I'm like so excited to get up now. I just feel exhausted. So I don't know if that's, that has something to do with my biology or, or what causes that. But I do think that I, I, I really, I don't struggle to nap, but I do struggle to get up from a nap. <laughs> That's fair. What about sleep equipment? So I know one of the things I'm thinking about, I have, I think it's a, a tough and needle mattress. It's okay. My back hurts a little bit. I just got a, a purple harmony pillow. It's like $160 for a pillow. I'm like, this is crazy. My family would be like, what are you doing <laughs> spending that much on a pillow? But I've just gotten to the point where I'm like, I kind of want to invest in materials that help me sleep. I, I think I've seen good stuff about eight sleep mattress, which regulates your body temperature. But I'm finally hitting that point where I want to invest in this. And one of the big barriers before was, I mean, you were living this lifestyle too, but I was just traveling around the world for four or five years. You don't really have a great choice of like what bed you're in. I was just in at, at you know, random air and B&Bs or hostels probably earlier on. And I was able to get by. So I don't think I'm particularly particular with sleep, but I do feel like I'm getting more that way as I've settled down and, and try to figure out, well, how can I make this a more, you know, focused effort for me? Yeah. So I haven't invested in very much yet, but I really am starting to get behind this idea of investing in sleep because as we talked about earlier, it takes up such a big portion of your life. And one of the things that, so if you've ever heard of the four tendencies, I, I'm a questioner. So I need to like justify something to get behind it. And something that book helped me with is not just understand. Cause a lot of the time people think that sleep is something that helps your body like rest, right? It's like this resting state and it is, but something that I learned about a lot more in that book is all the things that like happen in your brain, whether you're like in REM or what is it? NREM or the different types of sleep and how it's not just a restful state. It's, it's fostering new connections in your brain and things like that. And so as we talked about before, I just think if it's such a significant part of your life and so many really, really essential things that happened in like building up your brain and your energy throughout the day, like why, why wouldn't you invest in this? It's actually kind of crazy that we don't invest more in sleep. Yeah, it makes total sense. Uh, the last thing I just want to touch on is there's definitely times in my life where I've struggled to sleep and it's because I'm letting stress from work or stress from a relationship or something else uh, get in my way. A couple specific examples for me, I actively invest uh, a portion of my money. And when I was first doing that, like I really struggled to deal with kind of the uncertainty of financial markets, which move up and down. And if you play that game, something I've learned is you have to accept the, the rules of that game, which sometimes means seeing your net worth sort of plummet overnight. And I know that will create enough anxiety within me that sometimes I wake up or I wake up at like when the market is open, which is kind of crazy. My body's like synced to that. And I've just learned, hey, like don't make investments that are going to impede the quality of your sleep, even if you could make some money on them because that's not worth it. And then the other one is just when things are really stressful in my life or something, something that's helped me a lot is just to journal and get it out. And I'm talking about just like free form journaling, like 
I'm really angry at the world today. My partner yelled at me and my job is horrible and, and my boss is ungrateful. And just spewing all of that out sometimes helps me feel just a little bit better. Surfing also helps me as well, which is probably a theme that uh, will come up on every episode of this podcast. But those, <laughs> those little things have, have helped me just get out some of the anxiety that actually prevents me from those restful states. And I'm not well-versed on you know REM versus deep sleep or whatever it may be, but there's little practices like that, that I found helpful too. Have, have you like, do you ever struggle due to anxiety or stress or anything like that? So, like I said, I, I very rarely in my life have struggled to fall asleep, but I do absolutely like wake up in the middle of the night or, or I know when I've had a good night's sleep versus a not good night's sleep. What if we just finish on, are there any like weird sleep ticks that you have? You know, some people like sleepwalk or sleep talk, all these things, I guess snoring can be a problem as well. From my knowledge, I don't, I don't snore. I don't sleep talk. I don't sleep walk. I find it strange that people can like get up and, and do things. That's just like wild to me. Like, do you, do you suffer from any of that? Yeah. So I, I think this is all related, which is why I like never have had a problem falling asleep or why I need more sleep than, than most people. But I definitely sleep talk and do that very, very often and have my whole life. But I also sleep eat at times. It's I feel like it's gotten more rare, but it definitely is something that happens in, in specific situations. So it only really ever happens when I'm somewhere really comfortable. And I used to like in my parents' home do it a lot. I'd wake up and I don't remember it at all, but I would go to the fridge and pick something out, walk right back. And you know, when people are sleep walking or, or eating, they look awake, right? I don't they're know. Actually I've like, seen. <laughs> they're actually like, they look awake and they at times can like respond to you. So I remember my parents telling me, cause I don't remember this happening. Like one time I would always go for like really easily accessible food. So I would never cook. I was, yeah, was going to say like, are you, eater. are you like eating mangoes and you're cutting them up and all no, that so stuff? That I think dangerous. some people do put themselves in danger. Some people drive and whatever, but I, my whole life I've, I've slept eight multiple times and it's always been like the same type of behavior, which is like a very lazy, just like pick something that's already available. Never have cooked, never have like tried to to do anything other than just to eat food that's already available but I would like eat watermelon since when my my mom knew that I did this she would sometimes ask me like are you sleep eating and <laughs> sometimes I'd say no like my sleep person whoever it is like my alter ego would be like no I'm awake and she'd be like okay and the next day she would ask me do you remember doing that and I'd be like no that's not bizarre. at all yeah Last thing I'll say is a couple of the things that have been helpful for me. I regularly bring around an eye mask and I experimented with a few, like one of them was, was good and, and worked with me and that's helped a lot. And more recently have used actually a sound machine as well to create white noise in the room. And I have like a train that, that goes by and, and I think that helps with that and preventing disturbances, but excited to like keep exploring and investing here. It's so obvious that, you know, you should invest in your sleep and sleep is important and everyone says that. But, you know, sometimes it's like, how do you tactically go about doing that? And I think the first step is, you know, tracking and awareness. So you can use like an aura ring or an Apple Watch or whatever works for you. Apple Watch actually didn't work for me. I didn't like sleeping with a, a watch or having to figure out if it was charged or something. And then the next thing is just actually investing dollars behind it and measuring things and maybe cutting out things like drinking or whatever, depending on your priorities. Yeah. So if anyone's listening and wants to use our Casper mattress affiliate code, <laughs> no, I'm <laughs> kidding. I totally agree. I think that, you know, there's that saying like what uh, gets measured gets moved. I think what's interesting is about sleep is it's not something that you 
or that I even thought of measuring in the past. But the more I learn about it and the more I understand its importance, the more I want to measure it and understand it and actually, like you said, put resources behind it. Cool. Shall we end there? Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is our third episode of our attempt to be better podcasters. We're doing 30 episodes over 30 days and publishing each one. So if you like it, uh, definitely let us know. If there's room for improvement, let us know as well. And please leave a review as well. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.